in the high desert in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. This is a podcast where two brothers analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Belisarius to your Justinian, except we didn't reconquer the Western Roman Empire. I have no idea what that one is. You have officially lost me. <laughs> I stumped you. You stumped me. I stumped you. Well, this isn't a history podcast. If you care, look it up. What, Learn a what, little history. How long ago was that? That's Byzantium. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Chris, today we're going to be talking about something that is actually even more ancient than that reference. <laughs> you like that segue? Was that good? Loved it. Loved was it. that good? Keep going. We're going to be talking about shadow people. Shadow? What the heck is a shadow person? So shadow people as a phenomena was actually coined on Coast to Coast AM back in 2001. But the people that believe it and research it have said that they have been with us since the beginning of time, Chris. Okay. But, so that's kind of crazy. This is a phenomenon labeled by coast to coast it's entirely created by coast to coast i it it exists almost exclusively within the coast to coast cinematic universe to be completely honest that's incredible okay Mm -hmm. so go what exactly is a shadow person all right so a shadow person and well today we're going to be listening to an interview with heidi hollis who's a shadow person expert and she's being interviewed by george nori on june 6th of 2021 now shadow people fairly recently uh she is on like every six months Shadow people are negative entities that have been around since the beginning of time, like I said, and have a very dark influence upon society. These shadow beings appear as shadows. So you can think of them literally as a person made of shadows that you wake up at the foot of your bed, something like that. Right. And they really don't like being spotted. So oftentimes people will wake up and discover that they're being choked by a shadow person or strangled in some way. Or the shadow person is like lurking over them as they were sleeping. Now we're also going to hear about Hatman. Hatman is a type of shadow person that wears a hat uh, and is in charge of shadow people. And we'll dig into some of the shadow people taxonomy as well. There's a lot of Wait, different like types of shadows. Slen- like the Slenderman? It's different from Slenderman. Different okay. from Slenderman. More like Babadook. Babadook. That's, That's who I was one. thinking of. That's who I was thinking of, Babadook. It's quite oh, literally. Dude, these are going to be spooky. These are spooky stories. And we're also going to hear from some <laughs> callers who have experienced shadow people in their own lives. Oh, my God. From them as well. This is all part of our Spooktober. So if you're a new listener, we are all spooky for all of October. And really excited to bring you a shadow people episode today. Yeah, man, this is going to be sp- I'm going to have nightmares tonight. It's going to be spooky. But before Dude. we get to that, Hat- spook, Chris. Man! Hatman is such a subtly horrifying name. I'm Hatman. Well, that's lame. Wait a minute. What? What? Well, and there, it's so insidious as well. It's so simple, but so terrifying. Just a man yeah. with a hat staring at you. Six letters. Got him. Six, right. six, so anyway, six. It's officially Tim time. It is Tim time. So let's go check out the Coast to Coast AM blog. And then we'll check in with Heidi Hollis and Shadow People. So today's Gold's uh, blog post from our friend Tim Banal, Chris. Yes. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Fiji's education minister issues warning about Charlie Charlie divination game. Oh, divination game. Mm -hmm. That's very fun. What? Okay, so let's go. The education minister of Fiji recently issued a rather strange word of warning regarding students playing a Ouija-like divination game known as Charlie Charlie. According Interesting to a name. Interesting <laughs> name for a game, Charlie Charlie. And according to a what, Chris? Local media report. Perfect. The 
odd proclamation came about last week following an incident wherein 10 children from the Vito primary school were sent home after they were caught partaking in the practice, which involves using a pair of balanced pencils to summon spirits and communicate with them. I wonder what it is about the pencils that are really doing it for the ghosts. I think there's some weird way that you can put pencils against each other and then they like balance on the table. And okay. then that's, I, I don't think anything about that actually brings ghosts, but I do remember playing that game when I was a kid. It's just a cool thing. And the ghosts are like, oh, snap. <laughs> Whoa, crazy and kids. The, and then that brings them, and then you get to talk to them. Exactly. So okay. while some might see the Divination game as some lighthearted fun, particularly around this time of year, Spooktober, Charlie Charlie has been banned in Fijian schools, so officials in the country took the matter very seriously. Dude, is this just like a TikTok thing? No, I don't think this is a TikTok thing. I think this is just a game that elementary school kids play. Like, I played this. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, like the where you fold well, the thing and play the paper they, to a fortune teller? You know, it's like Why that are they thinking that this is divination? I don't, it's, well, we'll we'll get there. All right, so. Okay, all right. In, in response to the incident last week, which also saw some of the students pretending to be possessed by the spirits that they were summoning. The educator minister, Pramila Kumar, cautioned pupils and parents that anyone caught playing Charlie Charlie would be sent home immediately and face subsequent disciplinary action. So the kids were literally pretending to be possessed. Oh, my God. Which is awesome. Dude, that sounds like a TikTok thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. That sounds like a TikTok thing. That also, here's the thing, though, is that I would have done that. I would have pretended to be possessed. Yeah. This is, I could totally see this happening. So, quote, we need to protect the children and we don't want to create fear in our young ones and render them too frightened to go to school. In a testament to how the divination game is perceived in the country, Kumar indicated that the counselors would be available to students traumatized by the events and that, quote, church ministers are involved helping the school to deal with such matters. Holy crap. So they're they're like super religious on Fiji. Apparently very religious because they're all terrified about these kids pretending to be possessed, which is kind of funny. Play, and, and playing with pencils. Yeah. And apparently this has been around for a bit. So um, it's like we can't even give Americans children pencils anymore. They wouldn't know what to do with them. They they're like, have, where's they're the screen? Where's the screen? So the banning of Charlie Charlie actually came about in 2015, Chris, when a spate of incidents at various schools throughout Fiji sparked something of a panic with the media decrying the demonic divination game and one government official declaring that it is associated with cult activities. The furor was so <laughs> intense that three teachers were even accused of forcing children to partake in the practice, even though they were later later cleared of any criminal charges in light oh of the Oh my hysteria. God, dude. Yeah. Fiji in this game and it was like in the 1400s and like central Europe there was a dance madness and people just went out into the streets and danced for hours and like days sometimes people actually died from exhaustion from dancing so much no one has any idea what caused this I don't know man this one is just kids probably being kids. the same the same ghosts playing the pencil game could be could be the same demon spirits actually. So Fiji's doing the yeah. right thing by protecting their children. We just didn't have a whole bunch of pencils back in the fourteen. We didn't months. have enough pencils. People didn't know so how to write. Like uh, dancing, dancing. We have to dance. So, in light of the hysteria seven years ago, it is understandable why Kumar would try to get ahead of another Charlie Charlie outbreak. Is that understandable? It's not. I don't know if it's understandable. This is inexplicable to me. This, yeah, the reaction is very inexplicable. <laughs> this is inexplicable. Although it's rather predictable that the students would be drawn to the forbidden game as they've been told not to play. That one makes sense. Man, I just, I used to think I wanted to go to Fiji. I don't think I want to go to Fiji anymore, dude. Are you, they're pretty are you, wild. Are you no longer into Fiji? I am, no. They're, they're, a, mad, they're a mad people. You know, Fijians. It, just don't don't float your pencils together and then you're good to I'm go. I'm not drinking their water either. It's overpriced anyways. Water's free, you turkeys. You it just go is. outside and grab it. It is. Well, that was our Tim Corner today, Christopher. So let's what go ahead. Wonderful Tim time. Let's jump into our interview with Hottie Hollis from June 6th, 2021. 
So we're going to begin, Chris, with Shadow People. So like I said, this was coined on Coast to Coast AM. Art Bell interviewed I a just... Native American. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed by this. I'm amazed that Coast to Coast started this thing. It did. So Art Bell interviewed a Native American elder named Thunderstrikes in 2001. Important note here. Good name. Yeah, important note. Alleged Native American. I don't think anyone's ever actually met this guy. No way. Yeah. He just called into a radio show and said his name's Thunderstrike. <laughs> yeah, I'm Native American. Thunderstrike. I'm, I'm, I'm standing bare. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. It's like rumbling earthquake he just watched dancing with wolves and that inspired the name <laughs> so you can call me tatanka Th- thunderstrike discussed shadow people and they also had colors right in with pictures of their own shadow people that they've seen at this point art got a little bit obsessed and started doing yeah. calls about this whole time so yeah. Heidi, he's Hollis, like dude art can't believe it because he's like i have uncovered something i bet that got him so excited he got very jazzed and Heidi Hollis, uh, later that year after the, the interview with Thunderstrike, published a book on shadow people, although she claims she wrote it in 1997 and published it in 2001. So she says that she coined the term shadow people, although there's not a ton of evidence for that. Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, I wrote this four years ago. I just never published it. Yeah, exactly. So she's way been a- <laughs> before Art Bell. Way before. So she's been a frequent guest on Coast to Coast ever since, and even has her own podcast on Coast to Coast AM's podcast network. George liked it a little bit that he that she tried to stick it to Art, huh? Yeah, George loves her. Loves really? her. Big fan. Big, big fan, huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So jumping into the interview, Chris, the pandemic brought a lot of shadow people out. It's been causing some issues. Well, I got to tell you, Heidi, I'm getting so many emails over the last couple months about entities and strange things. I mean, what's going on? Uh, You know what? I, I saw it coming as soon as I knew and understood what this pandemic was going to bring, uh, that, uh, you know, these dark things are going to take advantage of everybody. I mean, people are sick, they're depressed, they lost their jobs, they're losing their homes, people are dying. Uh, of course, these things are going to be feeding upon all of this strife that's going on out there. So, I, I mean, it, it's really sad. It's really disturbing. So, shadow just, people are feeding off our darkness. It's just an evil buffet out there. Mm-hmm. Just, just eating up plates and plates of suffering and depression, and anger. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two ways of looking at this, right? Uh, Heidi's way of looking at shadow people is, number one, they're these demonic entities who feed off of people, right? They feed off your soul. They feed off your energy. Therefore, when a pandemic hits, obviously all this bad stuff is happening, losing your job, people are dying in your family, so they're going to show up more often. Now, another way of looking at this is that shadow people are actually the results of things like night terrors or stress-based hallucinations. And at which point there is going to be an increased likelihood of you witnessing these things because you are having so much difficulty. Like we discussed last time on our ghost to ghost episode with my ghost story, I did see a ghost, but I think it was because I hadn't been sleeping for like three days. Right. Right. So, So that's the skeptic hat. But, but, you know, kind of like our uh, Dr. Masters, what we need to do is look at a bunch of case studies. Check out our case studies. Let's take a look at some case studies. Let's let's do it because for the month of October, Chris, I actually said I wasn't going to be skeptical. So I take back what I just said. Uh, and go. let's jump into what shadow people are with Heidi's definition. Okay. Heidi, give me your definition, first of all, of the shadow people. Well, shadow people are something that uh, it's like absent of light is how people <laughs> tend to describe it. So they could take on different forms. Uh, it could be a shadow streak, shadow cloud, um, shadow rodent, which you've seen. Um, yeah, that's right. I saw I, many of those. Yeah, they kind of scurry along. And, you know, the shadow streaks, too, people think like a bat was in their place or something like just so rather solid, you know, flying through the air or big moth. Um, and then there's the shadow spiders. Ugh, I, I had the worst experiences with those personally. Shadow and, um, spiders? Ugh, can they get any creepier? 
So there's a lot of different types of shadows here, Chris. Yeah. So anything can be a shadow. Anything can be a shadow. So on her website, HeidiHollis.com, she actually has a full taxonomy of shadows. Okay. So So (laughs) what kind of shadows do we have here? So it all starts with the head and shoulders shadow. This is the most classic depiction. You can think of it as literally a head with shoulders, and then it just goes straight down, and it's just okay. a shadow with red right. eyes, right? Yeah. Okay. Then there is the shadow cloud, okay, which is a cloud that drifts around, and it's a shadow. Now, it I believe that these are refer- these are basically just shadows, from what I can tell. Okay, I just got it. A shadow that moves. Okay. There are shadow spheres. These are balls of shadow that actually lift you up out of your bed. Whoa. Don't like that. Yeah. They'll surround you and you'll go like full exorcist and just start rising up. Don't, don't want that one. Okay. Keep going. What else? Then we have shadow streaks. Now quoting directly from Heidi Hollis's website. Sometimes you may see, sometimes you may think you saw a bug fly past you, no matter what the season is only to realize you don't see it again. It's winter or it moved too quickly. And just out of you, that's a shadow streak. That's a shadow streak. Not a bug. It's a shadow. It's, a shadow streak. it's definitely yeah. a shadow. These, these, these are people who just like move their head too quick. And they're like, I didn't see a shadow person. That's almost exactly what it is. And then there is a shadow cat. Now, shadow cats can mimic a real cat, but they're actually shadows. Wow. So it looks like a black cat but don't trust it. All right. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Anything could be a shadow, whatever. We're done with that. I want to know about these shadow rats that, that Georgie was seeing. He doesn't readdress it. He doesn't talk he about just, it. This is the problem with George Nori. He just says things and then doesn't follow up. Well, he must've talked about it with her at some point because she does kind of be like, yeah, you did see those. Didn't you? It, yeah, it could have been off air. I'm not sure. I've listened to a few yeah. interviews with her. I haven't heard him bring it up. Is the All thing. right. So, so anything could be a shadow. These things are dark entities that like feed off of evil feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's jump into a, a first case study for us, Chris. Heidi's case study, baby. first case shadow study. person. When did Heidi get into this, man? Yeah. Well, the, the very first experience I had, I actually saw it following a friend of mine in broad daylight. I had no idea uh, what it was I was experiencing. And, and me and my friend were walking through this park and I see this hulking thing. It was the head and shoulder shadow being uh, jump behind a bush and go behind a tree uh, just following us. We got reached our destination, turned around to go back. And it did the same thing, followed us all the way back. And I was staying at my friend's house and I was in college. And uh, when I got to the place that, that I was staying at, I, I, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm seeing here. And I, I'm, a, I'm a cartoonist, and, and I drew out the head and shoulder shadow. I'm like, look, I don't know what I saw, but this, take a look at this thing. I show it to my friend, and I'm thinking she's going to laugh about it. And instead she goes, <laughs> oh, not that thing again. It's been following me since I was a kid. I don't know what it is. Oh my God. And- not that thing again. Not that thing. Not that thing. Now, that that is very atypical for shadow people. The vast majority of stories you hear are what people are in bed or it's late at night. Right. I have not Not actually heard the middle of the day. Yeah, not in the middle of the day. Okay. Which makes me think that Heidi's friend had a stalker and I'm a little concerned about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little horrifying. But, but okay. All right. So that is one case study. Mm-hmm. I don't want to really make any real generalizations at this point. We'll, we'll get to some more. We'll get to some okay. more uh, in a minute. So before we get to more case studies, let's dive more into what shadow people are. So okay. George has a pretty basic question, you know, are shadow people and is this hat man, are they evil beings? Have you found that the hat people and the shadow people are all generally evil? I mean, is there any good that comes out of this? I, you know, I don't think that there's good that comes out of it. I have some people say, oh, well, hat man punched my abusive dad for me. Like, whoa, that's, so now you owe wow, him. That's intriguing. Uh, so, yeah. So hat man, uh, some people are like, oh, he's my guardian because he doesn't scare me. And he just stands watch over me at night. And I'm like, He's looking for a way in. And when you wake up with three scratch marks on your body, 
he found the way, you know. Um, he's very patient, and he will take advantage eventually. And uh, the things that he does to people, it doesn't get advertised fully because it is so dark. It is so desperate. Hat man, dude. Hat man. What? Hat man sounds creepy. Yeah, so hat man is described as a type of shadow that's very akin to a demon, and he's seen wearing a fedora hat, a trench coat, and a three-piece suit. And actually nice. looks more solid than traditional shadow people. Okay. So nice. at, yeah. At first so it's like a 1950s like G or something. He is, yeah. Now sometimes he is reported with different hats. Yeah. Oh, so, oh bogey. You yeah. know, trying to pick up a dame. He he has been seen with cowboy hats as well. Uh okay, sometimes cool. top hats. I think it nice. depends on the person's mood, what hat he's wearing at the time. Oh, right. So like anger is maybe a little bit more classy and depression's a little bit more like 1950s era right yeah what kind of party is he going to that night when he's feasting on your soul yeah maybe cowboy's anger that makes a little bit more sense that's the thing about hat man is that he also gets a lot more physical than shadow people do i was gonna say the three scratches is Mm -hmm. super creepy dude if i woke up in the middle of the night to a giant shadow being wearing a hat and I have scratches on my body, dude. I am probably dying of fright. It would be terrifying. I would die of fright. I would have a heart attack right there, especially after these COVID vaccines. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's the thing about Babadook, though, because Babadook is one of the scarier movies I've ever seen. And right. I think it's because it's just this it's this incorporeal being. Like you can't right. stop it. There's nothing you can do, and there's no logic or reason behind it. It's just there, which, much like mental health suffering, Chris, <laughs> uh, which is a metaphor for. I was gonna say, dude, there is a lot of metaphor here. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about depression either. I don't know. I I I know we're not supposed to be being skeptical, but this woman has a mild case of schizophrenia. Right? I'm a little worried about her because she sees like... them everywhere. She should be medicated. And she's like talking about like all the animals and stuff and beings. And like, I am a little worried that she should be on some kind of like Valium or something. I, I didn't want to say it because I never like to diagnose people. Yeah. But I am a little concerned by how much she's seeing things. Yeah. So I don't know. But she's also doing fine. She has a podcast. She has her website. She's not that scared of these things because she's making jokes with George. No, you're 100%. Maybe that's the right way to deal with schizophrenia. You know, maybe maybe the chemicals that we've been giving people, that's bupkis, dude. You got to, like, confront it, right? Like, oh, no, the government's after me. Dude, go talk to the government. Get it. Get your own podcast on Coast to Coast AM about the government being happy. That's right. It'll be that's great. right. That's that's Make us a little when we're money from your schizophrenia. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to the hat man. Okay. Hat, so hat man. What are some other things the hat man's doing to people? I don't really want to know, to be honest. You're going to find out. It, it, he goes for you physically. He goes for you mentally, emotionally, your your health. And he's very physical in raping and abusing and biting and scratching. And, uh, you know, when you feel like you can't take any more and you're just about to give up, he takes his fist and he punches it into your chest and rips your soul out. So pretty brutal. Dude, ripping your soul out is metal. Yeah. That's pure metal. Very spooktober. I'm, I, this is creepy, dude. He, he is Hat sitting Man there is creepy. scratching you and then pulls your soul out of your body while you're yeah. asleep. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. This is yeah. a demon for sure. This is a straight up demon. And that's his yeah. entire goal, Chris, is that he wants your soul. That's why she was like, Hat Man ain't helping you. Hat, not- Hat, you don't mess with Hat Man. Dude, no <laughs> doubt, dude, for real. Hat, and I bet that is a thing Hatman does, dude. I bet Hatman goes after people with like daddy complexes, right? And is like, yeah, I- I'm gonna make this one sweet, dude. You know what I mean? I bet I bet everything has a little bit of a different taste, right? Anger has a different taste from depression, has a different taste from sadness. 
so he's he's got a, a palette for right. painful human emotions exactly oh well you're probably right if this thing is real it probably does feel different or taste different to him yeah dude I'll, that's headcanon right he's there. like oh i need a i need a little bit of uh of depressed soul today or... yeah dude I, i'm feeling a little wrathy right you know, now I'm, let's get a little bit of ptsd where are our soldier ooh, boys at yeah ptsd ooh Shadow people in war would be an interesting one that Heidi has not really talked about much. But that is actually probably one of the places where shadow people are. I mean, well, dude, I bet these things have realms because I'm pretty sure it's Valkyries that control the battlefield. Oh, so they the, the Valkyries probably wouldn't let the shadow people in. Right, exactly. That's fair. That's a fair yeah, point. Exactly. Excellent. So back to the soul harvesting, Chris, because that's a really mm -hmm. important aspect of happening mm -hmm. that we got to mm -hmm. get to. Got to hear more. They want your soul? He does. And he says he is the devil himself. And yeah, he's collecting souls. And, uh, you know, I've talked to near-death experience experts, and I say, you know, okay, we know about the light at the end of the tunnel for some people, but what about the others it, that go and have these darker experiences? And they're like, oh, interesting enough, there's a man in a suit and a hat that shows up. I'm like, I know that guy. Oh, don't like that. No, don't now, he, like that. So apparently, if you don't get to go to heaven, the hat man comes to get you. Right. Yeah. He's the, yeah, he's the fairy man, dude, for sure. You know, one of my favorite things I've heard Art talk about a lot on the old episodes is how you're not supposed to go to the light. Right. Yeah. You got to fight the light. No, because the light is hell. Oh, because of flames? Because of the flames. Yeah, you never want to go to the oh light. Oh my gosh. Go I've never heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that one. That's Art pretty good. Brings it up a lot because I think he heard it from someone and it blew his mind. One of his I guests. loved it, dude. He yeah. loved it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Don't go to the light, dude. That's hell. That's that's <laughs> the it's all the flames. That's why it's so bright. <laughs> yeah, it's so bright. I don't know, dude. I feel like God radiates light. And but but to be fair. You do not hear the near-death experiences that send people to hell. That's true. You don't really hear about those, and I guarantee you they're out there. Do you? I guarantee you that those exist. I don't know if they do. I bet they do, man. I mean, I, the the human body is a weird thing. I know, I but... I, I guarantee you it's not a light every single time in, uh, in near-death experiences. I bet some people... Especially people who are probably super guilty about stuff. Um, I bet they go to a bad place, dude, for sure. Well, I've always kind of blamed those near-death experiences and other NDE type things on you know, DMT and chemicals being released in the brain. So, oh, yeah, I guess 100%. It's, 100%. But I, I guess it's also possible that while you're dying, you had a bad trip and you had a really negative experience. So, Why yeah, not? I don't know. Why not, dude? You can have bad trips on DMT. Why wouldn't you? Why couldn't you have a bad trip when a chemical just releases into your brain? Well, you probably don't want to talk to anyone about that either. Because like, yeah, I went to hell when I, I was went in to hell. Crash. I went straight to hell and got tortured and saw the Hat Man. I swear don't, to God, dude, see I see the Hat Man. I'm going to be terrified you're gonna see the hat man I'm going tonight to man be so terrified just standing in the corner staring at you this is not good dude this is no bueno not yeah. liking hat man at all all right keep going all right so the more skeptical skeptical among us chris may say that this is just due to night terrors like me right okay all right so she she addresses it she knows it she addresses it she says you know people like me full of shit when uh i got the chance to come on your show and put out there being shadow people and hat man all of a sudden ooh, it's night terrors and sleep paralysis mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. and they're just so happened to see the same darn thing a man in a hat and a suit um i'm thinking that that's a bunch of baloney there george because yeah i think people have nightmares but not to have these types of these patterns and, and yes there is that element of sleep paralysis. Some people can, we get that, you know, you're about to wake up and you're groggy, but you're not seeing things, you know? This is a woman that doesn't know that much about sleep paralysis and night terrors. What are you talking about, Chris? She's the leading expert in shadow people. <laughs> that was 
That was an unconvincing <laughs> argument if I've ever heard one. Yeah, um, it's I'm not super sold on that. Yeah, that wasn't very good. She should have she really should have a better answer. And this is the thing, there needs to be more skepticism in the conspiracy and paranormal world. And I feel like I really attach to the people who talk about that skepticism, you know, again, like Dr. Masters, where he says, not all of these things are abductions. Not all of these things are alien encounters, but some of them are right. Same thing with the Bigfoot guys, right? The Bigfoot guys were like, yeah, not every one of these is a sighting of Bigfoot, but probably a percentage of them are. Now, we kind of fought back on that a little bit, being like, yeah, there's a chance if Bigfoot doesn't exist that none of these are Bigfoot sightings, right? And this is kind of the same thing with this woman, right? She's just like, none of these are night terrors. And it's like, no, some of them probably are. Now, yeah. if you if you bring me somebody who has three scratch marks down their chest and is telling this crazy story, I'm probably going to like look into that one. Well, and you want to know my biggest issue with it, Chris, too, in terms of making sure that your argument is scoped and your investigation is scoped and not just bringing everything into it is that she has nine different types of shadows on her website. It's like, our, so this is just anything, anything that you see that's creepy in the night is involved in this. Now yeah. the hat man thing is a bit different. She's a bit more tailored on that, but then under the shadow people umbrella, anything and everything could fit into this. Right. right. So right, that one right. also makes it a bit more skeptical because I'm like, I don't know if you draw lines here or yeah. if you're just kind of accepting everything. Not loving the shadow people, really loving the hat man. Hat man, terrifying. And honestly, shadow people are terrifying. Like if you see one super scary, it's probably yeah. a night terror. It's a night terror or you're, you're seeing, you know what I mean? You're just kind of nighttime, right? Mm -hmm. Nighttime's weird. <laughs> nighttime is weird. Well, Chris, back to shadow people though. So here's the thing about who they're targeting. And I don't know, you're gonna have to tell me if you're in danger or not. They typically go after psychically powerful people. <laughs> oh! Do you consider yourself psychically powerful? No, not at all. Okay, I think you're good then. Okay. Uh, people will reach out to me and say, wow, you know, I, I, I probably, because I was doing so many drugs or drinking, then that's why this happened to me. Or I played with a Ouija board and I'm like, it, there's nothing that you could have really done that's worth your soul that you've listed here. I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah, it might have attracted this, this attention. Um, but when these things keep digging at a person, these negative things, it usually is because that person is gifted in some sense, uh, insightful, uh, very much uh, more advanced uh, in, in uh, this world, to be honest. Uh, it's like they may be the the siren that alarms and alerts others like hey there's a dark demon hanging on you dang dude that's very interesting and actually it um connects with stephen king's dark tower and a lot of stephen king's lore that like evil does feed off of more psychically powerful people oh maybe she she should uh collaborate with yeah a little collab for yeah. sure she may be taking a lot from steven actually is that where a lot of this is coming from <laughs> he wrote the dark tower <laughs> in the 90s right yeah in the right early 2000s. Yeah. yeah that could be actually so i mean so some of it is very stephen king and like i, I i've i've always really appreciated that because the, again like these things would be greedy and as we were saying before, these things probably have different tastes, mm. right? And so if you want a really feeling meal, right? You want a steak and potatoes, couple of bread rolls, side of asparagus. You're going after the psychically charged individual because there's just a lot there to eat. And it's probably like, Mwah, you know, chef's kiss delicious. Yeah, she's got good lore. Yeah, good lore, and that's that's the the least we ask for here is is some good lore. Yeah, so dude. good head cannon stuff for sure. Yeah, you gotta have the good head cannon. So here's the thing about her is that she's had a lot of different experiences, Chris, that are not just shadow people and happening. 
She's seen a lot of things. It's it's a it's a really strange thing. And you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, I'm sitting here talking about angels and I've had Jesus encounters and I'm talking about shadow people and I've had uh, UFO encounters and whatnot too. It, it sounds like it's disjointed to some people, but it really is all connected. It and is, yeah. There is a there's a way to to handle these topics. So she's seen Jesus, she's seen UFOs. Yeah. And she's seen shadow people. At one point, she also says that Jesus cured her brain aneurysm on the operating table. Whoa. So Thanks, that's Jesus. That's interesting. Do you still have to pay since it was Jesus that cured you? You know, I you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. I don't think you should have to. You shouldn't have to, dude. Jesus definitely healed people for free. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what she said. That she. That's the way she described it is that she was on the operating table and Jesus cured her. And I'm like, are you sure it wasn't the doctor? This woman has schizophrenia. <laughs> well, Chris, she doesn't, though, because this is a battle for people's souls is what she says. I don't. Hey, I don't doubt that, dude. And I don't doubt anything about the hat man, dude. I'm going to start believing in the hat man. Really, really like the hat man, dude. Terrifying individual. I'm going to tell my kids about hat man. And that's going to keep them good, dude. Freaking Baba Duke. That's scary stuff, man. But like this woman may have schizophrenia. <laughs> so Chris, back to the hat man. Because I know you love the hat man. Loving the hat man. Do you think he's ever killed anyone? So it would be like, do you wither away once you lose your soul? No, just straight up murdered him. Oh, just straight up murder. Okay, go. Has the hat man or the shadow people ever killed someone? I, I do believe so. Oh, um, yeah, I have had uh, people tell me how. Well, this is a this is a, an example that's just so disturbing. A young girl, I believe she was seven years old, and Hat Man would come nightly and threaten her that uh, he was going to get her. And um, long story short, uh, mom had locked her in the room because she was having a party and didn't want the little girl coming out and you know crying about Hat Man being in there. And he went to go check on her. And uh, she was in a bunk bed, and there was two slats of, of wood, and her head was on one side, and her body was on the other side of it. Like, there's physically no way possible for her to have done this. Uh, the the partygoers had to break apart the bed and resuscitate the little girl. And with her first words, she said, he got me. He said he would. So, uh, yeah, I think he kills. Holy cow, dude. That's a creepy one. That's terrifying. Either that's, that's the hat band or this is a very abused little girl, but scary nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Generally, what is happening to this little girl? It's kind of messed up. Super messed up. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't mess with kids. Leave the children alone. Leave the children alone. But she did say that the hat man was coming after her, apparently. I'm also curious who told that story, because if it was the mom, there's no way that the mom would tell it. Like, oh, I locked my daughter in her room so she wouldn't come out during a party. Like, that's a really shitty thing to do. Yeah, it, but maybe it was the little girl, you maybe. know, when she grew up. She grew up and now she serves the, the world by fighting shadow people. By And the hat man. That is a great superhero. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a little bit of a blade, mm -hmm. right? That's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, let's get more into this this deep lore and taxonomy, Chris. Hatman versus Shadow People. What's the difference? What's going on here? Yeah, where and they, where do they connect? They seem the same in a way. Are the Shadow People and the Hatman one and the same? No, they are not. You know, I used to call Hatman the Hatman Shadow, which is why people kind of confuse them now, but uh Hatman is actually is something very solid, and he directs the shadow people, and uh, he's actually the boss of them. And there's there's other beings that work under him: the old hag, the grim reaper-looking guy, and uh, these small little hooded creatures that are actually aliens with the little perfectly round, red glowing eyes. Um, yeah, that's like what we saw boss. in the movie Ghost. Remember that they would come up out of the sewer. Yes, you know, it's so funny. A lot of people remind me about that movie. I'm like, you know, that's, I bet whoever designed that saw Shadow People. So, uh, and again, I want to remind people, go to shadowfolks.com if they've had these experiences. Shadowfolks.com. Shadowfolks.com. You know that's going to be in the show notes, everyone. So take a look. 
I wonder if it's still act shadowfolks.com. Shadowfolks.com will reroute you to heidihollis.com now. Okay. So I guess All you right. took down shadowfolks.com, but heidihollis.com you can also report shadow people. Yeah, if you need to. Right. Of course. So so Hatman boss daddy of the other shadows. Yeah. He seems to be one entity as opposed to a bunch of different shadows. It's like whenever you see Hatman, it's the Hatman. It's, it's the one the guy. The Hatman. Dang, dude. That's quite an honor then. If this guy is like the king of the evil things. Yeah, you got to be really messed up, I guess, for him to want to feast yeah. on you. Or, or very hungry. powerful. Right. Or very right. psychically powerful. He's kind of the Santa Claus of uh, the shadow world. More of a Krampus, I think. But yeah, Krampus. A okay. bit of Krampus. So, Chris, do you want to get into some more case studies of shadow people? Yeah, I got to hear some more. All right. So we got a caller, John in Toledo, who saw one of these beings as a child. Oh, caller case studies. I love mm -hmm. this. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. I love our callers. <laughs> I, I love, love this. Hi, George. Hi, Heidi. I, I want to talk about It's very strange you're talking about this tonight. I had an incident, and this is, it's been burning in my head. Uh, 50 years ago, we were kids, and this was around twilight, and it was in the summertime, and we're playing hide-and-seek and tag, and I don't know if I noticed this guy or not, but when we went in, our mothers called us in, and we're talking now 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock, it's dark. And I look out my window, we're up in our bedroom, and our, there's a sidewalk about 40 feet. There's this man, and he's all dark. And he's motioning us with his hand to come down. And I tell my brother and sister, and they think I'm trying to scare them. So we, they look, and they scream, and we put the window shade down. And I lifted the window shade. And he starts to go across the street. And at this time, my dad was coming home from work. And my dad's car came at him. And it appeared as if he went through him. Whoa. Dude, so, no wonder that stuck with him for 50 years, though. That's creepy. So his dad that drives super duper creepy. right through the shadow. And then when his dad comes in, he asks, like, hey, did you see that guy out there? And his dad's like, what guy? Yeah. Oh. That's good stuff, dude. That's yeah. pretty good stuff. I bet I bet that did stick with him. You kind of kind of freak out a little bit, especially as a kid, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. Good case study. Good case study. So other people are seeing shadow people. Other people are seeing shadow people, and they've yeah. been around for a long time. This is isn't all at. just in the head of Miss Heidi. This is not in one person's head. Yeah. It's close to that with her taxonomy, but we're not quite there yet. Right, 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 right. Now, we have a really good one, Chris. Okay. And this comes from a rancher man. Oh, dude, you don't mess with ranchers and tails. Dude. We do not. We do not. I used to own a piece of property. I had a ranch um, northwest of Tucson, not northwest, excuse me, southwest of Tucson. So I've got this property. It has all this activity on it. Um, I had a horse trainer come to live on the property. She kept telling me, you know, she was having issues with people, you know, hearing things walk up and down the hall of this trailer that we were putting on. One evening, uh, she went to bed, I don't know, about 1, 2 in the morning. And uh, after about 20 minutes, just, just falling asleep, she said she said she was awakened by this big, dark figure wearing a hat uh, across the room. This thing threatened her and said, <laughs> said, you know, you're coming with me. Jeez. And uh, she argued with it and the whole thing. At any rate, he started picking up stuff and throwing it around the room and actually picked this, uh, this clock, the star clock up and threw it like a Frisbee at the, at the uh, wall of this trailer. And it actually stuck in the wall. Whoa. He threw it That's, that hard, huh? Yeah. He threw it that hard. And, um, it was a big black figure. But this entity did not shadow. hurt her. It didn't hurt her at no, all. Did not hurt her. No. It's, yeah. That's what's really odd about this thing is, you know, she would she would tell me that she would go to sleep and she could feel things pulling her into the bed. That's a creepy one. That's the creepiest one. Yeah. That's a very creepy case study. Yeah. Don't like that one. But it doesn't sound like it's probably the hat man. It's probably a shadow person, right? Well, he said that it had a hat. And I think the other thing that leans to this being the hat man is that it was getting really aggressive. Right. So that, that is a commonality in Hatman's stories is that it's not just there was a shadow there. It was this 
creature like physically attacked me. It tackled me. There are some people who even say, according to Heidi, that they wrestled with the hat man uh, as it was like trying to take it down to the floor or something like that. Like not trying to ever wrestle with the hat man. Dude, ever. I want to meet the guy that wrestles with the hat. Like you see a shadow being and you try to wrestle it down. That's a B-A-M-F, dude. Yeah. It's it's not the best. Now, you know who else saw a shadow person, Chris, later in their life? Who? Art Bell. Ooh, well, we know about the shadow rats, but he's seen a shadow person. So Art Bell, I believe it was in 2015 when he had a different show called Midnight in the Desert that was only on for a couple months. He had an episode about shadow people where he brought on not Heidi Halls. It's another shadow person expert. Cause there's apparently a lot of these people. And yeah. he talked about how freaked out he was. Cause he just saw a shadow person a couple nights before. And that's why he brought this guy on and that it was just this being standing there. And art was so freaked out. Like he immediately went to go grab his gun basically. Um, and he was very shook by this, but he did see one in the evening. Wow. In his own dude. House. All right. So another case study. Yeah, another case today there. And Art had said, you know, I always talk about this stuff. I never see anything. This was the first time I actually saw something. Wow, dude. Mm -hmm. I bet it did mess him up a little bit for yeah. sure. He, the entire interview, I almost cut that one for us today, but he was so shook during the interview. I don't think it is actually that good of an episode because right. he's, he's having a hard time maintaining composure because he's, yeah. Right. Um, that also may lend credence to Art becoming a bit more of a crank when he was older because uh, that's a few years before he died and he seemed to be losing it slightly, but that's okay. No, didn't you play that for us? No, that's a different one. Oh, okay. Dude, Midnight in the Desert is a mess. Yeah. Those 2015 episodes, he's, I don't he's know what was happening. It. He's life. just yeah. losing it. We need to, yeah. we need to invite one of his children on and talk to them about what was happening. There, that would be incredible. There, his, one of his first son does interviews. That would be incredible. Yeah, we'll see. But before we get to any of that, Chris, we got one more caller who has a bit of advice for us on how to deal with with these negative spirits and how we can defend ourselves we have to cut them with swords <laughs> i wanted to introduce into the conversation the idea of using swords and knives dull okay not sharp swords not sharp knives in terms of cutting away entities from the body you can cut away entities or from around your body. You can also charge the swords, you know, if you feel like there's an entity in the room and point the sword at the entity. Entities will attach like say at the base of your spine, you know, or at the base of your neck. And so you can take a dull kitchen knife and tap around the base of your neck. And it's great um, like if you're hiking in the wilderness Always, I always take a sword, you know. <laughs> this guy goes hiking in the woods and brings a sword. That's a madman. That's a madman. He's he, mad. He called in and talked for five minutes. Oh I'm not even kidding. God. I had to cut so much out of that. He's a madman. I can't believe he's just going to his kitchen with a butter knife and just like tacking the back of his neck, just like taking away the evil spirits. Taking away the evil spirits. What would you do if you were hiking on a trail? Because I go hiking a lot out here and saw a guy with a sword. I'm, I'm not feeling good. Or just waving that. it around himself. You just see I'm a guy not, with a sword waving it around. I'm, I'm going the other direction very quickly. Well, apparently that's a good way to defend yourself. So just have a butter knife next to your bed and you can cut these entities away. Yeah. Start carrying a butter knife and a sword, and you're gonna be good against. He said he, said the he learned man this in shadow people. He said he learned this from his karate teacher. I guess. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! I can't do it. I won't do it. It's it's great. It's great. Well, I'm not. Chris, I'm not allowing that to happen. That no. will be the end of our shadow people episode. A Spooktober special. Uh, tell me on one to five top hats. What what'd you think of it? I, I really like Hat Man. Not so big a fan of Miss Heidi Hollis. Um and I Shadow People is an interesting idea. She's milking it for sure. Mm -hmm. She's milking the crap out of it. And so I, I 
I'm torn, dude. I want to give it like a one and a four because like Hatman is sticking with me. Yeah. Hatman is sticking with me, dude. I'm working the Hatman into the lore as I speak. But like some of the Heidi Hollis stuff, dude, just not a fan of it, man. I, I would agree. Skeptical. I would agree. I would say maybe like one for Heidi Hollis and then four for the caller stories, right? Uh, well, I like the caller stories, but dude, I did also really like Hatman. And yeah. some of the lore around Hatman is really good. And I will be playing with it and how to fit Hatman into the world, dude. Well, and that's what I like most about the Hatman episodes because there's a lot of them, honestly. And the the callers always have interesting stories of when they saw some sort of shadow or some sort of hat creature and those are very spooky right because right. they're, they're genuinely terrifying stories that people have but yeah heidi i think she saw that something caught on because a lot of people yeah. see weird stuff at night yeah and she's she's definitely milking it she has multiple books about this she has a bunch of different types of hat or shadow people that you can see and it's like at some point if everything's a shadow person then nothing's a shadow person right exactly nail it down exactly dude and like and this is these are the people that give conspiracy and paranormal a bad name dude because they really are like the barnum and bailey's <laughs> yeah. right there's a sucker born every minute and like miss hall is gonna get her money so anyways that's all i got she is definitely getting paid so but hat man hat man good stuff Hatman's good. Hatman, good stuff. Very creepy. Very happy to have it in Spooktober. I may go watch Babadook tonight. We'll see what happens. I am not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that now, dude. This is this is as spooky as I'm getting. So here's a little uh, background information. I've been doing Spooktober for years. And Spooktober, for me, was when I would read scary stories. So I've started out with the compendiums of both um, H.P. Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe. And so every October, that is all I read is nothing but Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft. And that was Spooktober for me. So I will be adding Hatman to Spooktober, but not tonight because I'm already scared. Well, we're looking forward to hearing back about whether or not you see Hatman tonight, Chris. I, uh, I do. I really, really hope not. Just depends. I pray that I do not see. We him. might have just opened the door by talking about him and saying his name. So it's kind of like a Bloody Mary. So thing. many times, times. So many times. Yeah. We just said Hatman so many times. Well, this has been another episode of Spooktober from Coast to Coast PM. Come back and join us next week where we will have another spooktacular episode for you. I'm thinking demons next time, Chris. A little Father Malachi Martin. Heck yeah. Kids. All spooky all the time. Later. <laughs>